What's up, y'all? This is Nick Luciano. And this is Blake Moore. And, and welcome, welcome to Tratter Talk. This is a podcast centered around the country lifestyle and how to be a positive influence. We're going to have some awesome guests on the show, share our stories, and cover uplifting topics to encourage y'all to conquer the day. Look out for new episodes every Wednesday on all podcast platforms and YouTube. And don't forget, smile every day and know your worth. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Tratter Talk, a podcast centered around the country lifestyle and how to be a positive influence. Thank y'all for tuning in for another episode. My name is Nick Luciano. My name is Blake Moore. And this podcast is brought to you by Ariat, award-winning and innovative performance products for all types of outdoor and work environments. Today, we have a very special guest. He is a fellow Ariat team member. He actually hooked us up with Ariat. He's a bull rider and a great friend of ours. Um, we call him Tratterco's Honorary Bull Rider. Please welcome Ezekiel Mitchell. Thanks for having me. Appreciate y'all. What's going on, man? Yeah, just hanging out, man. Just How enjoying it. I'm good. How about y'all? I'm chilling. I'm, I'm good. Chilling. I'm, I'm glad, glad to have you here, bro. Dude, I'm it's excited. Awesome. Like, And Caden called me out the other day. I was like, dude, I promise. I said I was going to be there. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Like, It might have took me a while to get out to the house, but... <laughs> Uh, we're here now. You Ubered all the way out from Fort Worth last night. Yeah, it's pretty nice. That's good. Yeah. And then me and Zeke watched 1883. Yeah. Yellowstone? Yeah, no, it, well, it is. Yeah, 1883. It's, it's the backstory of to, why you know, Yellowstone. Uh, Yellowstone was yeah. good. Yeah. How late were you all up last night? To like two. Like two. I think the finale was like two hours. We weren't like, yeah. It was, <laughs> we was it, chilling. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was pretty, lo- pretty long finale seemed like. Yeah, I heard y'all knocked on my door at like one thirty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's Zeke like right was ready to roll in there like screw everybody. Yeah. yeah, I was passed out. Yeah, everybody was passed out, but I just wanted to mess with everybody because, <laughs> you know. That's pretty, what you do. Pretty good drive from Fort Worth. I mean, Uber ride from Fort Worth to y'all's place. Like, Yeah. Good ways. We got to get closer to Fort Worth. <laughs> Big time. Uh, well, speaking of bull riding, um, you've got some pretty exciting stuff coming up here. You're competing in the American coming up this week. Yeah. Um, Tell us about that. Yeah, we're uh, competing Wednesday night uh, for the semi-qualifiers or whatever to get into the American. Uh, richest rodeo in history, pretty much. So uh, we're trying to win $2 million. That's a, There we go. That's the mindset That right is now. the mindset. <laughs> Got to speak it into existence. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If I keep saying it, it's going to happen. Yeah, so for uh, the people who don't know how the, the American works, they say it's the richest rodeo. Mm-hmm. Kind of give them the, the breakdown of how, how that rodeo Works. Yeah, so that that rodeo there, um, they started quite a few years back. But uh, when they started, it was unheard of because it was literally just a one day rodeo. I mean, of course, you have to go through the qualifiers to get there. But uh, this week, we'll, it'll be pretty full schedule. Um, when I move on from Wednesday from my first qualifying round, I'll go to another qualifying round, another qualifying round. But uh, doing that, I'll come in as an exemption, and uh, I'll be able to. Uh, uh, compete for two million dollars and that's through all the events so uh whether it's a barrel race and the bareback ride or whatever everybody's up for this two million and we'll split that two million through the qualifiers other than that the, the guys that are uh, already guaranteed a spot they're the top 10 in the world in the prca so uh they'll be competing for a hundred thousand but uh, we'll get the chance to compete for two million dollars that's crazy it is crazy that's, that's a lot that's of money. That's life changing right money. Yeah. I mean, 100000 what they compete for is life changing money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be able to go in there and compete for $2 million, that's 
crazy. That's crazy. I remember, I think it was two years ago. Um, I forget who it was, but um, they were competing. For, it was only a million, I think, two years mm-hmm. ago. And Haley Kinzel and one other rough stock rider split it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it was like, uh, it won like $433,000 that year. Yeah. Yeah. That was insane. That's crazy. Yeah, That's Haley Kinzel, yeah. she's insane too because like she's won. Her and sister have won so much money. I know. I know. <laughs> I feel like every place I go to, Haley's holding up a check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every big rodeo, you get you can find Haley Kinzel with a big check. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Pretty much. And then we also got um, so it's at AT and T Stadium yep. in Arlington. Uh, we also got the Global Cup for PBR mm-hmm. hosted there. So um, that's kind of new for pbr too right yeah well it was kind of brought back from an old concept mm-hmm. uh they had done it quite a few years back called it the world cup mm-hmm. and then they recently brought it back i guess four years ago and um four or five years ago yeah yeah so and then, and yeah so it's it's relatively new but it's pretty much the olympics bull riding style yeah uh, we got every country that has a pbr organization uh bringing their i think it's five guys this year Mm-hmm. Bring the five best guys they think they can compete and beat each other, and they're gonna go head to head under one roof. Yeah, in AT and T Stadium. So that's that's crazy. Uh, that's crazy. That's gonna be killer. Yeah. So you got the top five from each country. How does it boil down to the top country, basically? For those it's, who don't know, it's gonna be who rides uh, the most bulls, uh, mm-hmm. really, because every guy from every country is capable of riding the caliber bull that'll be there. So it's going to be what team holds it together and what coach put together the best team in order to win. Um, because uh, you got Team Brazil, that's a powerhouse, and also Team America, yeah. you know, the Eagles. Uh, they're a powerhouse as well. But then you got to watch for Canada and Australia. They're, they're also very dominant. So uh, it's going to be who rats the most bulls and uh, what coach pairs there. Because uh, with the Global Cup, it's an interesting thing. Most bull ridings, you know, you're drawing your certain bull and you have to get on that bull. Well, with the Global Cup, you're drawing a set of five bulls. Mm-hmm. And you can put anybody on your team where you want to put them. So right. from them five bulls, you get to pick what bull is supposed to fit them. So say I've been on this bull ten times, rode them ten times, and our team draws them, they're going to put me on that bull. Yeah, And so it's going to boil down to who's going to you know, figure out where to place their, their team and who's going to be the most points and be the most effective in different areas. That's interesting. Yeah. I love that layout. I love how, like, you know, the sport of rodeo is constantly looking to do, like, new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's cool. Um, so I guess we'll uh, get into um, some sort of the guest questions we got here. Yeah, man. Got about nine of them for you. Um, first off, I mean, we talked bull riding, but we want to know a little bit more about Zeke himself. So just tell us about yourself, man. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm just kind of a simple guy. You know, uh, I like my friends and I like my family. And uh, I try to stay true to that for the most part and uh, just, you know, take care of the people that take care of me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm fairly simple. All I do is go to bull rides and then <laughs> I, I ride horses during the week and then I hang out with really cool people. But uh, that's about it. That's what my life's centered around, and most, more so centered around God, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a very strong faith, but um, that's all it is. I mean, I guess I k- kind of keep the, the same cowboy morals that, uh, so to speak, 
and just live simple and take care of the animals that I got and yeah and enjoy the ride because we're only here for a short time. I mean, this, we're here on Earth for a millisecond. I know. And then it's gone. It's know. like Bailey said in a couple podcasts ago. He said, "Dude, once you realize you're only here for like another fifty years, you have to make it like worth your while." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You are. Yeah, you gotta let your. Yeah. That's another thing about me. I, I try not to stress about much of anything because like and a month half the stuff that i stress about now won't even matter mm -hmm. like I, I might even forget while uh, i can't even think of anything that i'd be stressed about a month ago and, and like I, I feel like it's easier just to live in that moment and and like kind of just problem solve as you go <laughs> you know there's, there's nothing to really you know get upset about yeah yeah, that's how I am. We talked about when you was on the phone this morning, like, don't worry. Like, when it comes down to it, I'll take care of it. Yeah. I ain't worrying about it. I'll right just now. take care of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's my toxic trait. It's like, <laughs> that is my go to line is I'll take care of it. And don't worry about it. Just, I'll, take, I'll care take care of it when the pressure's on. Don't worry on. about it, yeah. sweetheart. Yeah, don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> don't worry about it, sweetheart. So, uh, where'd you grow up? Where, like, where are you originally from? I'm originally from a small town called Rockdale, Texas. Uh, mm -hmm. It's about 45 minutes east of all. Austin, uh, right between there and Bryan College Station, and uh, small town population like three thousand. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably bigger than most towns, but yeah, yeah, it's a pretty small town. And relative to where I moved to uh, later on in life, I moved to Baytown. So I guess I'm from back and forth between there. My mom and dad went together, so going back and forth between them two, uh, yeah, had a little yeah. taste of both. Uh -huh. Like the city life and and the country life, but um, being a cowboy was always kind of my my thing, and uh -huh. I got a lot to thank to Rockdale for that because it was like something that was always with me. Yeah, and where are you living now? North Carolina. North you Tackett like it up there? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, it, ain't, it ain't bad. It's a change of pace. I love the mountains. Uh, in Texas, we don't have those. Uh -uh. Yeah, no, we'll call a big hill a mountain, and mm -hmm. uh, it's like no, that's not a mountain. Uh, but no, I really dig North Carolina in the winter, even though I don't like the cold. I like mm -hmm. the snowboard. I figured that out when I moved to North Carolina. Really? Because I like the snowboard. Can you can snowboard? Like I can. I'm not saying I'm the best, but I really enjoy it. Like bought a snowboard and everything. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I don't, hearing, I'm hearing I, a trip to Colorado. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling that. Like, I can do Kayden's that. Caden's been on our butt about going to Colorado to go snowboarding. Like, he's been on it. Yeah, and it, it's like an hour from my house. I can go snowboarding in North Carolina. Have you ever tried to ski, Jordan? What? No. I wanted to. <laughs> so we got a bunch of snow earlier this year, and I wanted to do it so bad. And it's I, hard on a snowboard. Yeah? On the skis, it's easy because you can kind of, like, uh -huh. like, in and out like that, but on a snowboard, you're like, I mean, you know how it is. Your feet are planted, mm -hmm. and when you're holding on to like, cause skis, you're like this, mm -hmm. right? You're right behind the horse. Your body is like in line with the horse. Snowboard, you're you're sideways like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awkward because then you got well, this horse is running 30, 35 miles an hour like straight in the snow, and you got to hold on and like just like move your body in a weird way while your mm -hmm. arms are out here. Yeah, because I had the horses that do it. I just was too lazy. By the time, like, and there's literally videos of me snowboarding through the horse pastures at the house. That's like, awesome. Yeah. But I had the horses and, and the ability to do it. I just didn't do it mm -hmm. because by the time I walked all the way through that snow, I was exhausted. And all I wanted to do is just coast down. So I didn't want to walk, go get a halter, catch my horse, walk all the way back up to the barn, get them saddled up. Find a rope, find stuff to do things with, and then 
It's like, nah, we'll just we'll just take to going down the little hill in the <laughs> pasture. Take the easy route. Yeah. Yeah. That's that laziness sometimes. Yeah. All right, so what inspired you to even ride bulls in the first place? Man, that's a great question, honestly. Um I don't know, I, like I've always tell people that like rodeo is something that I wanted to do as a kid. Like I wanted to do I, I wanted to rodeo. I remember being a kid and going to the library and, and picking up books that had rodeo in it and then in Rockdale growing up in elementary school. Coolest thing was like they actually had like the pro rodeo monthly journal that comes out that mm-hmm. tracks the standings and all that stuff. They had that in the in, in the library. So they had a subscription for that. So every freaking month I'd go in there and pick up one of those magazines and I knew I wanted to do like anything to have to do with rodeo. And I, I've tried a bunch of rodeo events and um bull riding's probably the one I'm best at, but I'm pretty good at a few other other ones too. So, what other ones do you do? Uh when in try. college I rode uh, bareback horses. Mm-hmm. Uh won a college rodeo in the bareback riding. Uh, with somebody that made the NFR, so we split no the win. Yeah, we split the win. I, I, you know, competed against guys that went on to make the NFR and do really good. Uh, team roped a little bit. Not the best team roper, but I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've tried calf roping. Uh, I've tried bulldog, and I've never jumped off a horse in bulldog, but I shoot dog on the ground. Mm-hmm. I've entered a barrel racing jackpot and won the 4D. There you go, 4D. Yeah, 4D. Uh, Yeah, so pretty much all of them. The only one that I can't think that I've done is saddle bronc riding. Mm -hmm. And I'd bullfight and everything else. So I haven't been, I haven't got to be a pickup man yet, but I really want to do that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. We went to uh, the Bill Pickett Rodeo Mm -hmm. uh, at the Coliseum. And I think it was, I think it was bareback. The bareback riders, one of the pickup men, he came flying off. They got, yeah. Did yeah. you remember that? Yep. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, we pickup old son and dude, like, just, I don't even know. Just, he just, like, launched off the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It was mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, totally on, like, a different context, uh, um, context, but, like, speaking of, like, Bill Pickett and stuff, have you been to those rodeos and stuff? I've been to one of those Bill Pick mm-hmm. rodeos when they had it in Las Vegas last year. Uh, it's PBR, you know, the PBR's partner with the Bill Pickett Rodeo now, uh-huh. and I went to one last year, and uh, that was the first one I ever went to. Um, I think they're amazing, but I just never seen myself as a, a Bill Pickett bull rider, mm-hmm. and that's no offense to them, but I like they. That is the biggest and the coolest thing is because it's a stepping stone, and it allows African Americans to go out and learn how to win in an yeah. environment that's friendly to them or mm. maybe not as intimidating. Yeah. But, like, for me, I was, like, I always want to go to the PBR. So I just – I skipped a bunch of steps, honestly. I went from <laughs> I went from being a terrible bull rider my senior year of high school to, in a summer, becoming one of the most known bull riders in Texas mm-hmm. as far as amateur rodeo goes. And then after that, I skipped a bunch of steps and ended up going to college on a full rodeo scholarship down in Hillsboro, Texas, made the college finals twice and all the same, uh, went in the PBR turn pro division championship that year and then making the velocity finals that year. Like it was, it happened really fast. Like, yeah, it was almost like 
I don't know, too fast. Like, yeah, it was because yeah. I remember, like, I was just on Facebook scrolling. Mm-hmm. This is a few years ago, and I tell you about this, like your Vice documentary. Mm-hmm. Like that was just so awesome. And then to see where you are now, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Yeah, like it was fast. Yeah, it was pretty insane because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that Vice document came out, and there's some people on there that was hateful and they were like talking crap on me. And next thing you know, they're Next thing you know, they're my biggest fans. Like, they're <laughs> mm-hmm. like, maybe the reason why you you don't ride bulls on the PBR is because you're just no good. And now they're in my DMs, and they're like, "Hey, man, big fan, proud of you. Came a long way. I remember watching you on the Vice Dog. Yeah, I remember <laughs> your comments on the Vice Dog too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So, who are like some of your inspirations for like even getting into like reading your mat those magazines and stuff? Uh, one of the biggest ones that it had to be my dad. Um. My dad and I had a, um, my dad's cousin, name is Eugene Davis, uh, but uh, they were always putting me around horses when I was little because uh, my dad was an equine dance, his cousin was, they both worked together, you know, and uh, I don't know, they really made me want to be a cowboy because they always had me going with them, you know, going to these horse barns, and I was already fascinated with it, you know, going to rodeos to build clientele, they kind of just made it like to where, like, Almost like we weren't involved in the sport, but they almost made it to where I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to be interested in it because I already was. And they were like, we're just going to feel it. And um, I mean, they stuck me on whatever uh, from an early age. I could freaking ride whatever horse I wanted to. I remember being eight years old riding a racehorse, like a legitimate racehorse fresh off the track. Somebody just sold them to uh, my cousin to sell to somebody else. And mm-hmm. I'm riding a racehorse at eight years old. <laughs> and uh, I got pictures of the day that I did it, and like it's so like I, we're not that old, but like it was so old that like the camera that my aunt had was still in black and white. Mm-hmm. Like so, these pictures in black mm-hmm. and white yeah. of me, like when I was a kid. And so that's like, crazy. They they really made me want to be a cowboy, and that's kind of like where my love really started to flourish. And that's when you get those books and everything else. You're like, hey, you know. And if I can't afford to be a cowboy, which I really wasn't, didn't grow up with much, but if I can't afford to be a cowboy the way I want to, I can buy this cheap rodeo equipment. I can work all summer with my dad, buy this cheap rodeo equipment, become a bull rider, make enough money to where I can be a real cowboy like mm-hmm. I want to. Like, that's my ultimate goal, I yeah. guess. I mean, I guess, yeah, that's like, I just want to, I want, well, that was my goal, was just to make enough money to be able to own my own horses, own my own cattle. Yeah. And now it's already came to fruition like that fast. Just That's a few crazy. short yeah, a few short years your life can change. Into existence yeah. like that two million. Yeah, like that two million. Yeah, we're gonna just keep dropping that. I'm gonna lose it when you <clears throat> It's gonna be funny because this is gonna drop after I win the two million. Mm-hmm. And everybody's gonna be like, Oh, he's got two he's spoken it exists. It's gonna be one of the things. I would say if I didn't win the two million, this wouldn't age well, but I'm gonna win the two million. So <laughs> it's gonna yeah. age very well. All right, so with all this cowboy talk, we like to ask more so, like, what is your, like, definition of a cowboy? Yeah, my definition of a cowboy doesn't doesn't just lie with this toxic kind of stereotypical, like, image of, like, you have to be this and that. Like you're on 1883. Yeah, you have to be on 1883. You have to be, you know, you have to own... 100,000 acres and run cows every day of your life. My definition of a cowboy is literally somebody that puts God first, 
loves the land that God gave us and pushes other people to be better. Some Somebody that's pretty much courageous and doesn't really care about what other people thinks and just puts their head down and gets the job done. I feel like that's the epitome of being a cowboy is getting the job done. Mm-hmm. All in all, like whatever you do in life is getting the job done and being the best that you can be as a person. Right on. I love that. I, yeah, I, I don't like this this toxic thing because like people want to say I'm not a cowboy. I no, I don't. Uh, I'll be damned. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I'll be damned if somebody says I'm not a cowboy because that that's something that I've really tried to establish in my whole life is is becoming a cowboy. And people in this toxic way of life, they think that they're better than other people, or other people aren't as good as the people they know. Mm-hmm. And like. What's your point in not calling me a cowboy? Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's a subject that get gets touchy for me there. Yeah. yeah, it's like we were talking on the way over here. How you said like you know all these um, all these guys that want to say like you're not a cowboy like they should have flip phones. Yeah, like cowboys should even honestly own an iPhone. <laughs> they shouldn't be on social media. Like, I mean, should you be out like working cows? Yeah, so you exactly. don't have time to be on social media. You don't have time to be on social media. If you got enough time to criticize what I'm doing, <laughs> yeah. you're probably you're probably not cowboying hard enough, or you just never mm-hmm. sleep. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's like it's just crazy because like the world we live in is such a social media run mm-hmm. world right now, and I feel like in the Western and country industry, like how valid you are is like just such a big topic right now for whatever reason yeah. yeah i don't know why everybody just wants to kind of compare whose marbles are bigger for whatever <laughs> reason but it really don't even matter yeah like blake all. says worry about your own yeah exactly. <laughs> seriously like hey, is it, i'm gonna put that on a t-shirt <laughs> worry about, worry your, about own. your own yeah yeah um another great question we love to to ask um people who come on the podcast we asked Tratter dad last weekend because he rode bulls for 13 years what is like one of the biggest lessons that bull riding has taught you or just in general like any of the the rodeo lifestyle has taught you dude that that's also another freaking great question um i don't know if i if i really had to think about it is like rodeo is the most humbling sport ever you know, I really feel like that's what it's really taught me more than ever, you know, and I was always taught to be humble when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But you you don't realize that you can be on the top of the world. Like, I mean, you like riding bulls and, and riding some of the bulls that I rode, like riding smooth operator for 93 points, like literally on top of the world, cloud nine. Like I just rode the best bull in the world. And then the next day, fall off a bull or get ran over and stomped on. Mm-hmm. And you realize you're really not as bad as you thought you were the day before. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, like, it, it's really taught me to be humble and, like, just to kind of, you know, stay in your own lane. Because, <clears throat> I mean, either way, like, I mean, we are we are pretty badass, like bull riders <laughs> are. But like, yeah, it, it'll it. really show you, like, <clears throat> and, and you got to have so much respect for it. The guys that w- I compete against every weekend because mm-hmm. they're freaking insane. Mm-hmm. Like the the quality of guys that like at any moment. That's the craziest part about it. At any moment, any guy in that top thirty five could win an event, and then at any moment in the top thirty five, a guy can go from being thirty fifth in the world 
within a few weeks being number one and staying there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of insane how really good those guys are that I compete against. Yeah, yeah. It always I always see the standings mm-hmm. fluctuate. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, so that being said, um, well, first off, I want to give kudos to you about like, um, like your whole attitude with everything. Mm-hmm. You are one of the most positive people I've ever met. You've always got a smile on your face. When we uh-huh. came out in Oklahoma to to watch you ride, uh-huh. I could tell you were a little frustrated yeah. after your ride. Yeah. But you come out, I mean, and you're good. Yeah. You know, you got a smile on your face. You're living another day. It's like, yeah. it's awesome, man. Yeah, that's the best part about it. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, as long as I can walk out of there on my own two feet, I can still continue to do this. I can still continue to influence people and be an inspiration to people shoot it's a good day you know mm-hmm. i always i always say when people talk to me in the gas station somebody like hey how are you i'm like it's a good day i'm on top of the ground the ground ain't on top of me so <laughs> i got something to be grateful for just just right there in that statement some people didn't wake up this morning yep, yeah right yeah yeah i get to ride bulls for a living i get to be a big kid for a <laughs> living that's pretty much like living my childhood dream mm-hmm. as a job so, yeah that's kind of how I feel sometimes with our job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hit or miss sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it is. Yeah. Considering the word "tratter" is how you say it like a kid. Yeah. Yeah, that is very true. Tratter. Tratter. Yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> so another question too that we like to ask is too: It's like, what advice would you give somebody first starting out, either riding bulls or or just trying to get into this industry or lifestyle? Dude, honestly, I get this question all the time, and I love it. I mean, and um, I think as uh, people, people kind of get complacent and don't want to actually put the work in. Mm-hmm. And me and Bimo had a conversation about this, but that, like, just people feeling entitled. Yeah, I don't think ever if you're getting into this industry, whether it be rodeo. Western content creator, horse showman, chip, whatever, nothing's given to you in this world. You know, you have to actually put the work in. I tell kids all the time, if you're going to get into bull riding, get on as many bulls as you can. Don't show up to the practice pen, get on one bull, get bucked off, and then leave, and you got a picture to post on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like people don't realize whenever I really started getting good at this is whenever I moved out of my mom's house. I left my mom's house, didn't even tell her I was moving out. Mm-hmm. I left, and I started getting on as many bulls as I can. Like, I'm talking eight to ten bulls at least every time I went to the practice pen. And, like, that repetition helped carry me over. So I mm-hmm. think that in any aspect of rodeo, if you're going to be a team roper and you just started, you need to be roping that dummy all every day, day long. As, mm-hmm. as If you have the time to do it, when you have the time to do it, you should be roping that dummy all day long. If you're trying to get into bull riding, if you have a barrel, get on that barrel all day long. Then whenever you go to the practice pen, put in the work. That's just point blank and simple. Everybody wants something given to them. Nothing's given to you in this world. I've gotten complacent here in the last few years mm-hmm. and not put in the work that I was supposed to, and it showed in my bull riding. Yeah. And then whenever I start putting in the work again, that's when it comes back. We're so easy to get complacent as people. Yeah, yeah. we get comfortable <clears throat> real easy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, that's my advice. <laughs> put in get the work. on more bulls and put in the work. Put in the work. Put in the hours. It's about drive. It's about putting the work. <laughs> the putting the hours. We stay hungry. We devour. <laughs> <laughs> and take what's ours. Okay. Gosh dang TikTok has me knowing so many songs 
in just that little segment. I don't even know the rest of the song. Oh yeah, I know. I don't yeah. even. What's I don't that? even know what the song is called. Oh yeah, me neither. It's just like that one that's like, um, "Hey ladies, use my slime." You know that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I I wouldn't know that song until that part hits. <laughs> yeah. That's how Roy is with TikTok too. Yeah. He ain't been knowing songs until like the the chorus kicks in. Yeah, I mean, speaking of TikTok, like, what has social media done for like you and as a person and like your bull riding and just, like stuff like that? Shoot, social media is pretty much. I mean, we spoke of the Vice piece a while ago. And I mean, I feel like YouTube is a social media platform. Um, and that's pretty much what got me to meet my agent. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He helped me out a lot first coming on. Like, I was a pretty broke kid. I just rode good. He, If it wasn't for social media, I'd never met him. And I would have never had the, well, wouldn't say never had the funds, but it took me a while to get the funds to get to the point that I was at, you know. Um, and then now moving forward, it's, Literally, I mean, it's literally everything in this in this world right now. I mean, if you need to know anything, whether it be God, bull riding, fishing, hell, a- anything, how to freaking I don't know how to <laughs> how to cook a steak. You can figure it out if you just like hop on TikTok. So yeah. like, now the the world is getting to see. You know, I think it's not only good for me, but it was just so good for the sport. I mean, how much my influence has been on like social media because like nobody ever would have seen i mean there's so many people that wouldn't have seen rodeo until they hopped on tiktok one day like i've mm-hmm. had so many random people come up to me and like hey bro you that guy from tiktok huh you ride bulls yeah and i'm like yeah he's like yeah that made me a fan you know i started watching so i don't know I think yeah social media is insanely important in this day and age and i think it needs to be utilized more in the western industry rather than frowned upon you know yeah that's what, like I always tell people too. It's like I mean, me and Blake are used to it. We get a lot of flack for doing TikTok, but yeah, it's like, you guys, not you guys, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not us. No, never. We don't dance or nothing. Hmm. Um, but like, we get a lot of flack for like doing whatever it is, whether it's skits or or dancing. But it's part of a marketing strategy that people really don't like kind of see because, hmm. and we talked about it too, like. There's there's brains behind everything that goes into it. And, like, man, if us dancing can reach one person that says, hey, what's bull riding? You know what I mean? Or, like, what the heck they, these people? Like, Bailey Zimmerman. We took mm-hmm. him to the area at Red Carpet. Mm-hmm. He had no idea that people rode horses bareback. Really? Yeah, yeah, he was like, what even, like, is that? Like, what the hell? He going sings on country music, don't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but still, it was like... There's so many people out yeah. there like that that are just like, whoa, horses can be rode without. I mean, like a saddle. same with Caden. Mm-hmm. I mean, Caden grew up like you know fishing, hunting, and mm-hmm. stuff, but he just wasn't in that western yeah, exactly. side of things of understanding like what a rodeo even was. I mean, you got your fairground rodeos, but yeah, it may yeah. like mm-hmm. be exactly what you're looking at when yeah. you're you know at the AT and T Stadium or something like that. We know? had an event in Hartford, Connecticut, one time, and we got an Uber to head to go get some food. And the guy's like, what's up with uh, them hats, man? I was like, what do you mean, these cowboy hats? He's like, yeah, what's up with the cowboy hats? Why are you wearing them? Like, oh, we're from Texas, you know. We're here for the bull riding. He said, bull riding? What's that? I said, like, in the rodeo? Like, he's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, and that's like, that's what I like. I strive to make sure it doesn't happen ever again. Yeah. Because, like, he really genuinely 
And this man's probably, he's from the U.S. Like, didn't have an exotic accent or nothing. He was, like, from that area. And had never seen Borad, never heard of a rodeo. And he's like, oh, like, the horses and all that? Yeah, and he's like, yeah. I was like, you you never seen a rodeo at all? I want everybody to have the opportunity to, you know, watch this because it's something that I love. Mm-hmm. And it's given me so much, and it's given me so much joy. I want everybody to know what rodeo is, but... It was like the weirdest thing ever is that a man didn't know at all what it was. Yeah, that leads me to think of an interesting question. How have you, like along the lines of social media and the sport of rodeo, from a competitor standpoint, how have you seen social media help the sport? Have you seen it fill up more arenas, things like that, or, you know, get more engagement? Yeah, you know? I, I really feel like it does add more engagement and uh I wouldn't say I wouldn't know if they actually filled up more arenas off of it, but I know for for sure there's a lot of people that, once again, that I've met that's like, hey, we started following you on Instagram a few years back, and now we had to make sure we came out to the event to support you because we've mm-hmm. been fans of yours for a while. Like, I don't know any other bull rider, but I know you. Yeah, you know, and we started watching this because of you. You know, I think that's like, and that's huge. And I've heard people tell that to my buddies Keyshawn. Or just like different guys, they're like, we found you on Instagram, we found you on social media, we seen you on this, we seen you on that. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. We're here for y'all. Like we're here. Like I remember my rookie year, <clears throat> I did a lot of social media stuff. My rookie year, mm-hmm. a lady flew all the way from Hawaii just to watch me ride and found me in the hotel so that she can get an autograph and a picture. She said, "I don't care about anything else. I'm here for you." And like flew all the that way from Hawaii crazy. to see me. Like, that's insane. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. special. Yeah, it's special. I remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where do you see Ezekiel Mitchell in the next five years? It's <laughs> a funny question. He's going to say the best bull rider. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's that's already it. You know, like, well, my goal in bull riding is to be a world champion. I want to I wanna do that and do that within five years. Like, like I as a kid, I never really put a timeline on my bull riding career. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably still ride bulls after the next five years, but I don't I don't know if I want to do this competitively con- competitively <laughs> after like I'm I'm thirty, you know. Mm-hmm. Um if I haven't achieved my, my goal of being a world champion, of course I'm gonna keep going. But I'd like to, you know, um try to figure out where, where my career lands at that point and then uh, I like to break in like more mainstream media things, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd, uh, like I said once again, like it's definitely in my mind, I want to be a world champion. That's it, point mm-hmm. blank, period. But I want to move over into that mainstream media to bring more people into rodeo. Um, I, I'd love to act. Um, I'd love to model whatever and just get more eyes put into the Western world. Mm-hmm. So even yeah. if I can be the country redneck that jumps on a TV show for five seconds and somebody has to look up my name because they thought I was cool and they realized I was a bull rider. That piques their interest in the sport and in the industry. And you know how you get, go down a rabbit hole once you really start looking into something. Yeah. Yep. I, that's what I Ultimately, that's what I want to do. And I, I want to inspire people. I want, um, I want people to know that you can do whatever you want to do at the end of the day, like as long as you put your mind to it. And that's why I feel like I have to almost want to be like the rock of rodeo, mm-hmm. like Dwayne, the rock Johnson, like how he crossed over from wrestling 
and made a life like very great life for himself mm-hmm. you know as if it wasn't already badass but he he actually made something and made the sport of rest i think he actually made the sport of wrestling light up a little bit more than too because now you look at where he came from i was like oh let me look into the wwe yeah exactly yeah. we mentioned timelines on things i don't think we really mentioned how old are you 28, 24. 24. I told you he wasn't 22. I never said he was 22. You did. By the time this comes out, I'll be 25. Yeah. So everybody wish Zeke a happy birthday in the comments. Happy belated birthday. Yeah. Happy belated birthday. Yeah. We can dig that. I I predict Zeke will be a world champ by the time he's 25. Maybe 26. 26. 26. 26, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 25, that'll work. We can do that this year. I think we can try to make that happen still. Yeah. Got to put in the work. Yeah, you just yeah. got to put in the work. Put in double, the hours. Double time. Like I told y'all before, put in the work. <laughs> Stay hungry. Stay hungry. Devour. So with like, <laughs> so with like you saying earlier how, you know, you, uh, you've had people in your comments say like, you ain't no cowboy mm-hmm. or whatever. And as me and Nick talk about a lot on this podcast, bringing a lot of positive energy to like just the country industry in general, along with the Western, it's pretty toxic, yeah. pretty bad. You know, someone's got to be better than someone else. And it's mm-hmm. no one, not a lot of people are humble, you yeah. know? And so how do you stay positive through like being in the locker room with like maybe some other guys trying to like, I mean, I don't know. It's in general. How do you like just stay positive yeah. through that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, for the most part, you know, in the locker room, we're we're a family in that locker room, so mm-hmm. that we don't really have a lot of that toxic energy actually in the locker room. But they, there is a lot of people outside of the the locker room and and the keyboard warriors, as we all like to call them. Yeah, you know, they they really people want to get you down. You know, that's uh, negativity is, is there, mm-hmm. and a lot of people thrive on being negative and wanting to drag other people down and not wanting to be better than everybody. Honestly, my, my thing is my faith is strong enough. One of the biggest scriptures ever for me is like I was made in God's image. So I know that, you know, I'm, I'm perfect in his eyes. And that's one thing that helps me stay positive. And then two, I mean, I just, what does somebody else's opinion about me have to do with me and how I view myself? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I need, I, I don't need your validation. I don't need anybody's validation. Mm-hmm. I don't need anybody's opinion on me to matter. Uh, it doesn't make, I really don't care how many Instagram followers I have. Like I know I set goals for myself as far as my marketing and my media and me wanting to build my brand, but I could care less to even have social media, one. Mm-hmm. So why does anything that somebody has to say on there matter to me? Yeah. Or in, in general, in person, like usually generally when people are being negative and talking crap to you, they're usually jealous of you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's all that, no. If you look at it that way, I mean, if every negative comment is pretty much somebody giving you a compliment, it's just backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's They're, a clip right there. Yeah, they just they <laughs> want they want to be you so bad they have to find every little negative thing they can probably find. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and they give those hints like they'll see something two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, like you're still watching me. Like mm-hmm. I'm still in your head, rent free. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I stay there. I love living yeah. in people's head. It's fine. Like we literally made a video like you ain't no country boy. Video on our Tratter House mm. TikTok, and there's a there's a guy on there. He literally comments on every freaking video on Not Tratter country. House TikTok, and he will say something. It's just the dumbest thing. And I'm like, you are still on here like 
You love you us. You guys are <laughs> helping the algorithm out by commenting. Like, yeah, they have a crush on you. That's I all guess. it is. I don't know. Yeah. There's like, this one kid. Cute. He's he's literally like, I no videos. It's just him, it's just his dirt bike like laying on the ground, and every video it just says not country. Every single one. Have mm-hmm. you seen those ones? No. It's pretty ridiculous. But whenever I was going back in like you know like locker room stuff. <clears throat> Well, I obviously not in a in a locker room, so I don't know what goes on in there. But I know of like motocross. Like I used to do that. All of them guys used to be like, Yeah, this guy he needs to do this better or like this guy's so slow, like he just mm. why is he riding A class? He needs to be back in C class, like stuff like that. So I didn't necessarily know like what goes on down there or whatever, you know. No, uh more so in, in the bull riding locker room. I mean they're they're yeah, there's not really nobody that we really talk down on. I mean, That's everything good. is like more so in that that locker room is more constructive criticism than anything. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, with us, the only the pure difference in with us is that when we get on a bull, that bull doesn't have a mind of, of that we can talk to him. We can't communicate with this yep. bull, you know, and he can potentially kill us. I mean, who? Why do you? Why would you want to tear somebody else down that? you know the stresses and the pressures of getting on one of these things, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't think – and the bad part about it is we're all crazy enough that it doesn't make us nervous, it doesn't make us scared. We've all accepted the fact that we could die. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, that's why we're all we're all cool with each other. Like if we're going to talk some crap, we're probably going to say it to your face and we're going to try to help you figure it out because we want to see everybody be the best they can be. Of course, we all want to win, mm-hmm. but we're trying to make sure that – we don't have to see one of our buddies get carried out on the stretcher. Yeah. yeah. If we see something that you're supposed to be doing different, we want you to change it so we don't have to see anybody get hurt. We want everybody to succeed and continue to do it because it's not a long career, honestly. Yeah, it's not. All right, so now that we've gotten to know Zeke a little bit better, we're going to play a little game with him. Uh, this game is called uh, the Lip Reading Challenge where he's going to put on a pair of these uh, noise-canceling AirPods and we're going to say a phrase to him, and we'll put on some music so he can't hear us. We'll say a phrase, and you have to read our lips based on what we're saying. So okay. we're going to say a country phrase along country lines, and then you'll have to guess what it is. Oh, Lord. All right. Okay. I'm going to put you on this old-school Sandeo song. <laughs> he jamming. He's jamming. All, All right, right. I'm going to start with a phrase. All right. Um... Um, what should I say? Uh, I'll say, all right, I got it, I got it. All right, you ready? You ready? Uh, you ready? Okay. <laughs> Slide and ride, old son. <laughs> say that again. Slide and ride, old son. Slide and ride, old son. There you go. No he way. got it. Dang. That was amazing. Okay. That was All a right. good one. Props on that All one. Right. I got it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> All right. Mm, gooseneck trailers. You something chatters? I don't know. <laughs> gooseneck trailer. You need to drag a tractor? <laughs> gooseneck trailer. I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting this one. It was uh, it was gooseneck trailer. Oh, dude, I was <laughs> way off. 
<laughs> you want to do one more? I'll do one more with you. Yeah. All right. Those are so funny. <laughs> I would put on some... Uh, it's got to be loud music. You yeah, because I almost could hear you for a second. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Here, we'll do like, it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just saying... <laughs> yeah, don't quit your day job. I put a Justin Bieber this day. Oh, dude, yeah, I want that. I want actually care. I want Carrie Underwood. Okay. All right, here we go. If you love, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'll be down if you love. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. My bridle is shiny. My bridle is shiny. My brother's. <laughs> My bridle is shiny. My buckle is shiny. Oh, that was close. That was close. That was close. I said, My bridle is shiny. Oh. Okay. That's close. Oh. Oh. Yeah. He said, My brother's. <laughs> Mm. Don't play this game anymore. My cheeks are starting to hurt from laughing so hard. <laughs> this is fun. You want one more? <laughs> yeah, we'll I do guess. One more of them. All right. Um, your hat is on backwards. One more time. <laughs> your hat is on backwards. I have no clue. Your hat. No, I'm not. I ain't got it. <laughs> I ain't got it. <laughs> Your hat. The music cut off. Uh, <laughs> your hat. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it says your hat's on backwards. Oh. Okay. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You want to go? Yeah, sure. Y'all right. are getting creative. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah. The gooseneck trailer one threw me off. Yeah, last time, I, last time I did gooseneck trailers, we did um. I, f I forget what I said. I said your horses. We had questions. We had questions last time that we did this, so it was like a lot easier to like come up with something. Yeah. But these are all on top of my head because I wasn't planning for this. Mm -hmm. All right, you're getting the same song. I don't care. Huh? Da da. That song's a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah, that's a vibe. Yeah. It's not even my genre of music, but that song's See? a vibe. I know. Then I never would. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right, Zeke, you're gonna you go first. You ask him. Or you, just, ask him? you just say anything. Quarter Who's horse. You? Yeah. yeah. You ready? Quarter horse. Huh? Quarter horse. Quarter horses. Ah, oh, that was no, an easy yeah, one. Yeah, that was pretty easy. All right. All right. My Chevy needs a tire rotation. <laughs> huh? <laughs> My Chevy needs a tire rotation. <laughs> oh, bro. Hold on, hold on. My Chevy. Buy a Chevy? Chevy truck needs a tire rotation. <laughs> Chevy Chevy truck 
No. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> know. Not... I don't know. Okay, it was a. Uh, uh, it was my Chevy needs a tire rotation. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. All right. I was like, my we gotta Chevy. keep them shorter. I like the long ones. Yeah, the short ones are. I don't know. This All is right. a lot of Zeke's turn. Take you for a ride on my big green tractor. Huh? Take you for a ride on my big green tractor. Bro, when Zeke talks, he's just like, <laughs> like his lips don't. Take you for a ride on my big green tractor. Some my tractor. <laughs> Take you for a ride on my big green tractor. Uh, you're a bull rider. <laughs> no. Take you for a ride on my big green tractor. Take. <laughs> Only thing I'm getting is tractor. <laughs> okay. Baby, stay on yours. All right. Anyway, you didn't get it. It was take you for a ride on my big green tractor. <sighs> that was a good one. Chatter. Tra- he said tractor. Uh, I said chatter one time. Yeah. Yeah. You want another one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Another man. Here we go. Ready? Spurs and bits. Huh? Spurs and bits. Spurs and bits. This is going to be bad. (laughs) Spurs. Cheeseburger. And bits. (laughs) Cheeseburger. Spurs and bits. Jalapeno pepper. <laughs> That's way off. No. 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 <laughs> Spurs and bits. Spurs and bits. Persimmon. Persimmon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fruit. Is it? Yeah, it's a fruit. You know what a persimmon is? <laughs> I forgot you couldn't hear. Sorry. It was it was spurs and bits. <laughs> but you, the, I said I said cheeseburger. The, Dude, and, your lips look like you're saying cheeseburger. The, I don't know what a persimmon the, is. A persimmon? Yeah, it's a fruit, ain't it? Yes, yeah, a wild fruit. Yeah, it's a wild yeah, fruit. It's persimmon. My grandma used to love those things. I used yeah. to, have to go pick them for my her. grandpa. You, uh, if you eat a ripe one, uh, they they call them like. Pucker apples. Yeah. Make pucker apples? Man, I ain't yeah, never... Yeah, make your lips pucker. Yeah, because they're like, they... Like, because they're so And my sour. grandma said, don't yeah. eat the skin. So apparently the skin will yeah. make your lips pucker. They hmm. turn like uh, orange and purple. Yeah. But if yeah. you eat a green one, they make your mm-hmm. li- lips go... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, my grandma loves persimmons and uh, mustang grapes. The grapes that just grow wild on the, on the vine, just hmm. out of nowhere. She used to make jellies out of them. Mm. God rest Love her soul. Love her. All right, you ready? I'm going to go. All right. Zeke, you got to right, gonna control the music. Let's see what we can do here. He's good at All this, right. so. Let's see. <laughs> Chew out my mind. And baby, stay on your side of that. All right, I'm ready. I love Ezekiel. I love chicken soup. <laughs> <laughs> no. I love Ezekiel. One more time. I love Ezekiel. I love chicken dudes. <laughs> chicken. He's done for that. You're, He's... you're saying chicken. I love Ezekiel. 
over enunciate. Okay. I love Ezekiel. I love Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's so crazy you cannot hear that. It's wild. I love something. What is it? I love Ezekiel. Uh, <laughs> Ezekiel looks just like Cheerios. <laughs> yeah, you're now your nickname's Cheerio. <laughs> it does. It really <laughs> looks just like Cheerios. <laughs> it does. All right. Yeah, I got to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, this is good. <laughs> this is good. All right, here we go. International Harvester. It's a great song. Yeah. What? International Harvester. You're an actual harvester. Close. Close. International Harvester. International Harvester. Yeah. That one is easy. Give me a different one. Oh my gosh. All right. That one was easy. That, that one looked like it'd be kind of be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, boots or Hey Dudes? Pool table squiggles. <laughs> that looked like pool table. Boots or Hey Dudes? Boots, boots or hey dudes. Boots or ankles. Boots or hey dudes. Boot boot cankles. Boots or hey dudes. <laughs> boots or angles. That's I swear. It's not angles. <laughs> the first word is boots. Mm -hmm. Boots or hey dudes. Angels. Hey dudes. Hey dudes. Mm. Boots <laughs> or hey dudes. Okay. All right. Now that my face, all of our faces hurts from laughing so much. <laughs> We're going to roll into our next section. Make sure I use a good transition word there. We're going to roll into our next section called Arrogant Affirmations, where y'all ask us a question on our Instagram story, and um, we kind of give our two cents, give our advice, and we got to give the PSA. We are not doctors or psychiatrists or physicians of any kind. This is just our two cents. All right, so the question is, how do you tell your family you're not going to follow in their footsteps? Who wants to start? You can start. Yeah, you can start. start. You seem real interested in the question. I mean, I, I'm interested. Can't talk. <laughs> yeah, no, I was really interested in the question. Um, how do I tell my family I'm not going to follow in their footsteps? Honestly, uh, the, the biggest thing that you have to understand first is I, I don't understand the relationship with you and your family or uh, whatever's going on there in that situation. But your family has to realize that you also you are your own person. I mean, and if you're going to do that, I'd also tell them, like, I'll have a plan. I would have a plan if I was you. I wasn't, wouldn't just go in there blindly and just say, hey, I'm not going to do this. You know, I'd have questions and, and, and goals and game plans set up for what you want to do. And then pretty much you just got to tell them to accept it. Once, I mean, once again, you got to be your own person in this world. Mm -hmm. You only have one life to live. We're only here for a short time. Enjoy it and be happy. So. If your family wants you to enjoy your life and be happy, they'll be completely understanding once you tell them that you don't want to be a part of their path. Yeah, because <clears throat> that's literally what I went through uh, with my dad. He owns his own business, and I would work there in the summers, and you know I would help out and make money. And it's thermoforming, which is basically just like molding plastics into whatever shapes, like the little tra little trays of cologne you get. Mm -hmm. How it's like molded perfectly mm -hmm. for that bottle. That's what he did, and I would go there in the summers during middle school and high school, and I'd just pick plastic off of it. And there's a whole engineering side that goes into it, 
and um, I kind of had to deal with it because I went to school for engineering. I could have come back and helped build my dad's business, but it's not what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I got a job working as an engineer for the Army. I still was kind of helping out a little bit here and there with my dad. Um, but ultimately, social media is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And kind of telling them was like, my mom was supportive of it, but my dad was just like, they always get caught up in the stability of things mm-hmm. because, I mean, you know how it is being an athlete, being an entrepreneur. There's not like, there is stability, but there's not. Mm-hmm. And you got to really lean on your faith that at yeah, points. That it's going to work out. That it's going to work out. And it's like, because if you don't work the nine to five, you, you are like, you know, you're getting a paycheck every two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's not the case here. Like, no, it's no, you don't know what checks coming in when. Um, but you got to put in the work to earn those checks. So $2 million. Yeah. The the two millions coming. Um, (laughs) but I would just say like along the lines of what Zeke said, just be confident in who you are and go after it. No matter what, you can't let your family hold your back, hold you back, even though they are the people that are closest to you. Mm -hmm. It's, that's like one of the hardest things to do. They're closest to you, but if they don't understand what you feel that you're meant to do in your heart, Mm -hmm. Like, then it's just, it's not going to, you just got to go do it. That's all I can say. Don't get caught up in, like, trying to prove them wrong, too. Mm -hmm. Once you tell them, don't get caught up and try to prove them wrong. I'd say be more caught up in proving yourself right. Yeah. So once you decide it, you stick by it, and you keep going with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love that. I kind of want to go off by what you said about we're all in God's image. Everyone's Mm -hmm. made different, you know. And God ain't going to make he didn't make everyone the same as like your family and stuff. So like my family's all been farmers, all farmer generations. And I honestly was like the last generation to even like, well, we sold out whenever I was a kid, but I was the last generation to not have anything really to do with that. And I kind of started my own thing. Like, like with horses, I guess, mm-hmm. like my mom's side, um, there's a lot of, <clears throat> lot to do with like horses, but, Man, I just, I like how I have buddies. I, I can't really speak for myself on that because my family's kind of been real supportive of, like, me doing me. Just like, like you said, they're, like, proving yourself right. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the biggest goal for me, myself. But I really, I honestly don't even know if I can even answer that question because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to answer it and then think I, I deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even have advice for that, honestly, other than just know that, Everyone's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. that's great advice. Yeah, I like yeah. that. And definitely don't do. You ever seen the movie Flicka? Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. do what the son did. Like it's Flicka. It's like the horse movie. The son just starts yelling at his dad, telling him that he doesn't want to do the ranch no more. So yeah, <laughs> don't, don't do that. But yeah, make sure you have a plan. Make sure that you you know you're set up. And the more like like Nick was saying, stability that you seem to have in your plan. I think your family would be more understanding whenever, you know, it all comes down to, you know, talking about it and yeah. and them understanding what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have, like, I've, like I said a little bit ago, I have friends who deal with this stuff. Like, they uh, deal with this whole, like, they want to get into social media and their family's, like, real blue collar. Like, nope, you ain't doing that. You're going to go earn your bucks with your hands and with your mind and let that take a toll on you. And they don't want to do that because they know, I mean, they grew up in this generation of social media and stuff. And honestly, I think that's probably the biggest thing for families now in this time is like mm. their sons and daughters are like, no, I'm going to go do social media. I'm going to be a like, 
I'm gonna be go be a commercial yeah. for people, you know, and like I'm gonna make more mm-hmm. money than. And it gets scary with families, like on this the content stuff, because like it's almost like whenever you were a kid and your first grade teacher asked you, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" and like like 25 out of the 30 kids in the class said they're gonna play for the NFL, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, that's like not really realistic," but you know, put your mind to it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of kind of what it is with the content thing because mm-hmm. like everybody's trying to make sure that they they're like they're up there. I have yeah. to be like this content creator, but it's not going to work out for everybody. Uh, yeah, but. every <laughs> like kid we, is just like I want to be a YouTuber. Yeah, I want to yeah. be just like and like him. every like we, we've talked about this on episode after episode. Like <clears throat> you, if once the one moment you try to be like someone else, you are automatically going to fail. Mm-hmm. And like what you said, like social media, everyone wants to be on social media. But well, who are they acting like? Mm-hmm. Everyone else on social media, they're not their own person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. You got to be your own person that God's created you to be. Yeah. So back to the question, tied all together. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, we do that. Yeah, yeah. off subject, but those are some good talks. So. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a good talk. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, all together. Like you said, like we said, get a plan, stick to it, prove yourself right. Yeah, uh, we want to thank everybody for watching. We want to thank Zeke for coming out, um, finally sticking to his word and coming to the Trader House. <laughs> um, yeah, I made man. it. I made it. He made it. It's been great to get to know you. Yeah. I mean, we've hung out a few times now, but every time we just you yeah. know get to learn it, something new. It's getting better and better. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, and if uh, if you guys are on social media, go make sure to go follow Zeke on all his socials. Uh, what is all your your handles. Uh it is the Blue Mitchell ninety on mm-hmm. TikTok and the Blue Mitchell on um Instagram and then on YouTube it's Ezekiel Mitchell. Just Ezekiel Mitchell. So. There you go. And then you can follow the Tratter House and Tratter Company on all the labels up here. It's just the Tratter House on TikTok and Tratter House on Instagram. And then Tratter Company on Instagram and Tratter Co. on TikTok. Again, all those will be on the screen. We want to thank uh, Ariet for helping us out here. And honestly, thank Zeke for, for hooking it up. <laughs> yeah. um, because it's been great being a part of Team Ariet and yeah. going out to all the events with you and, and supporting everybody a part of the team. Yeah, next podcast we do, we should talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> the backstory. We should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was actually a funny story. Yeah. And that goes right along with our advice, you know. That wasn't in our plan, but yeah. it fell together. Yeah, it fell together. You know? Mm-hmm. So um, don't forget to rate and review this on Apple Podcasts. We love all the five-star ratings and reading the reviews and seeing how much these podcasts actually do help you all out. We're going to end it there. I've been Nick Luciano, and don't forget, smile every day. And know your worth. See you all. See you.